Last podcast of the year. Hello, everyone. It's December 30th, 2020. Taiwanese Pro Ball says goodbye with one more plus basketball weekly. I'm Ryan Chen, and we have two games from last weekend to break down. Let's get to it. The Xingzhu Jieko Lioneers played host this time. Notable stadium amenities for the occasion, more than a dozen food stands lined the stadium entranceway. Two large video boards were set on the opposite corners of the walkways. Each day had cheer card giveaways, and there were fatheads of the Lioneers players and general manager Kenny Gall that were passed around to fans to wave behind the basket of the opposing free throw shooter. And loaded on each side of the stadium were streamers shooters, and we'll get to that later. All home games hosted by the Formosa Taishin Dreamers will tip off at 2.30 in the afternoon, like the two on opening weekend. The first eight games in Shinzu will tip off at 5 p.m., like the two we had this past weekend, and the last four at 2.30 p.m. It's all interesting as we learn the stadium attendance and broadcast viewership habits of the fans. This, after all, is the first time in Taiwan's basketball history where a domestic league has home and away arenas. The guys and gals of the Lioneers wanted to break out all the stops to celebrate the first game in team history, with performances and speeches and a sweet surprise video message from all the families to the players and coaches. Let's just say that they went a little overboard, delaying the start of the game by quite a bit. We'll just chalk it up to the lack of experience with the rundown, because they were punctual Sunday getting things started on time. On to the games. On Saturday, the Taoyuan Pilots were the first team to take on the Lion's Den coming off their impressive 20-point victory over the Dreamers. King of Shinzu Calvin Chen Lihuan scored the first bucket in team history on a lefty layup against Kadim Jack and they were on their way. The Lioneers jumped out to a 16-point lead in the first half, 13 going into the halftime break. But Davon Reed led the comeback, this time with 39 points along with 11 rebounds. Q made his presence felt on the rebounding aspect, grabbing 10 offensive boards, which is insane, putting many back for 18 points. Jack also chipped in 18 points and 10 rebounds. A couple of times, Kadeem Jack finished lobs with authority, providing very quality highlight material. Jack even stroked a three-pointer. But the problem for the pilots was just that. Reed, Jack, and Q combined for 75 points on 44% shooting, while the rest of the team only shot 22% for 16 points. Credit Davis for being in great shape and maintaining a competitive edge, but he shouldn't be putting in the second most minutes on the team. Besides Reed and Jack, none of the other pilots made their 14 three-point attempts. By the way, there were plenty of open shots for the taking. Starters Si Jingyao and Peng Junyin did not score a single point. Yikes. Also, the team as a whole only shot 50% on 28 free throws. The Lioneers demonstrated better team play, assisting on 23 of their made shots, and many good passes that led to fouls. A key for the Lioneers, 22 for 31 from the charity stripe. That's an 8-point advantage, and last I checked, they won by 6 points. I'm going to guess that every game the Lioneers play will have a sizable scoring run. Saturday's 8 unanswered points is what led to the 16-point lead, but the opposite is true too. They'll get stagnant like in the third quarter. Top performers for the Lioneers include Calvin's 24 points on 9 of 14 shooting. The 32-year-old is perhaps the most eager player in the league to leak out and score easy layups. Evan, Lee Jare, didn't shoot well but pulled down 11 boards and played some center minutes which was impressive and unexpected. Starting at center was big Julian Wright, who looked nimble and crafty though struggling against the pilot's length inside. The Lioneers offense looked the worst when they just dumped the ball to Wright on top as he tried to create with 4 teammates standing around doing nothing. 
Hinton had the quietest 22 points because 12 came from the free throw line while only making 5 field goals. With less than a minute left in the game, the Liners leading by 1, Wright sets a ball screen up for Oscar who wings it from the left side of the floor all the way to the right side where Wesley will die off pushes it over to Young Ken Hall, who swishes the corner three as the shot clock ran out. Congratulations to the young man for scoring his first points in his pro career, but the operator of the streamer cannons got too jumpy and triggered the celebration. The resulting mess caused a stoppage in play and a four and a half minute delay. The Liners will build on the lead with free throws. They win by a final score of 97-91. Nothing the officials could do according to the FIBA's handbook with regards to the streamers. So this combined with a tremendously late start leaves the league and the Lioneers a lot to talk about with regards to operations and accountability. That sets up the battle for first place. The Lioneers and the visiting Taipei Fubon Braves on Sunday night. Showing no signs of a back-to-back -back letdown, the Lioneers jump out to a 12-point lead. Talk about quality of crowd, Saturday was very quiet to start. Sunday felt like a hungry fan base, especially at the beginning. But coach Roger Shujinza called a timeout and decisively took out Beast Lin Zijie and Joseph Lin and replaced them with Louis Jianwenlu and Winston Taiwanchen, and the game stabilized from there. The Braves ended the first quarter down by just one and went on to win the second, third, and fourth quarters. The final score 96-87 for the Braves. Including the preseason games, the Braves held their opponents below 40% shooting in all eight contests in the Plus League. The only game they lost was to the Dreamers who shot 39%, but that included 23 pointers. On Sunday, the Braves showed very defensive looks that got the Lioners off their game. All 12 registered players played more than 6 minutes and combined 31 points in all. Nuggets of their individual contributions includes Lai Tingen's 2 steals, Ray Limonshe with a game-high 3 blocks, Lewis and Winston each had 9 points. Team stat-wise, the Braves were able to get to the basket, scoring 54 points in the paint to the Lioners 26. The Braves also got productivity from the bench with 31 points in all to the Lioners' measly 11. And like Saturday, free throws could have elevated the intensity. Braves were 11 for 28, which was 60% to the Lioners' sub-500, 12 for 25. More on that later. Garcia grabbed a league-high 16 rebounds and was the leading scorer with 28. Garcia looked lost when catching the ball in the mid-range, but he's a serious threat driving from the outside or getting interior touches because he's so strong. Zaisev had a typical 18 points and 11 rebounds. Interestingly, the Braves chose to play these two bigs together, and they both played more than 36 minutes. Jet Zhang was the third highest scorer with 13, but he was not accurate. Of course, falling from a crazy high from last week's 34 points. But his two threes did serve as excellent extinguisher to the Lions flame. The Lioneers thrive on running the open court and playing to the crowd. My favorite moment from the weekend was when Julian Wright switched onto Joseph Lin up top, and the long arms of Wright picked the pocket of Joe. At midcourt, Wright retrieved the ball and dribbled behind his back around Joe's attempt to get the ball back, and he tossed it ahead to the streaking Calvin for the 12-point Lioneers lead. The worst performance of the weekend goes to Xiao Sui Yi. Let this serve as motivation for better performances in the future. In 14 minutes, he took 5 shots, only hitting 1, which isn't a huge deal because he's in for his defense. But egregiously, he was only 1 for 6 from the free throw line. Do that again, and I'm going to have to use an SNL impression of Stephen A. Smith. The rest of the bench was pretty woeful as well. 11 points like I mentioned before, and all bench players had negative plus minuses for their time on the court. The only one who didn't was Wesley, who committed 5 fouls in just 6 and a half minutes. 
Onto the good performance, Henton increased his scoring by 1 point to 23 from the previous night, but on less impressive shooting efficiency. Probably one of the fewer occasions where a guard gets double digit rebounds but less points, that was the case with Oscar Gogolhal's 9 points, 10 rebound night, collecting a lot of the long rebounds. He also had 7 assists. Wright had 12 points and 12 rebounds with 5 steals and 4 assists. He looked pretty gassed by the end. After 4 games, the Braves are 2-0, the Lioners and Pilots 1-1, and the Dreamers are 0-2. You want to know why people see the Braves as the favorites? Remember how they've held opponents below 40% shooting every game? In all 4 regular season games in the Plus League up to now, every losing team had a sub 40% shooting game. The only exception was the Braves on opening game where they've held the Dreamers to an even lower percentage than themselves. We have a three game set for this weekend. All games played in Taipei Hoping Arena, home of the Braves, will tip at 5pm. Saturday, January 2nd, the Pilots will face the Braves for the first time. Then Sunday, January 3rd, 2.30 in the afternoon, quick turnaround for the Pilots who host the Dreamers, hoping to get on the win column. In the evening, the Lioners and Braves have their early season rematch. Plus Basketball Weekly on Taiwanese Pro Ball, calling it a day. I'm Ryan Chen. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See ya!